0: Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Hey, Tommy, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, Jim. It feels good to be 2-0. That was a tough, hard-nosed game. Got pretty emotional at times, but uh, good to get a win. And we started the season on the road with two straight games and we found a way to win both of them. So feeling pretty good here after two weeks of football. But obviously we have a long journey ahead and we haven't played you know, our best football on offense. So we have a lot of room for growth and hopefully we can achieve some bigger things going forward. Uh, I guess an ugly win beats a gorgeous loss. Absolutely. That's always the rule. And I think that when you've been in the NFL, as long as I have, you know, you realize that any of these games that you win feels good. Cause I watched, you know, the Raiders, for example, yesterday playing the Cardinals a 16 point lead and the Cardinals make some incredible plays. And, you know, one of those games that you feel like is in hand for another team can, not be in hand. And that's just the way football goes. So it feels good to win. And, you know, anytime you're on the winning side, there's things to improve because no game's ever perfect. All these games have their challenges. All these games have, you know, turning points. And it's one play here, one play there. But the reality is to win and to move on is what the NFL is all about. And we got a pretty tough game coming up (laughs) against the Packers. and But we're going to take that win for what it was. We're going to learn from it. Win or lose, we're going to learn from it. We're going to move forward and try to be better even the next week. So
0: you've trademarked a lot of things, but give us the two lines. It's hard. It's hard to play the game in
1: the NFL. We've said that for a long time.
0: <laughs> and we're not trying to be perfect. That's
1: right. We're not trying to be perfect. We're just trying to be better than the other team.
0: We're just trying to win the game. So that you did. Let's go. Yeah. Presented by Hertz. Did you know that Hertz has the largest EV rental fleet in North America? Get your next Let's Go moment the electric way today. Visit Hertz.com/slash-ev to learn more. Hertz, Let's Go. Well, part of that ugly victory, Tom. Uh, you not only threw your helmet, but you got after the tablet
1: once again. What's going on? I know I've I'm, I've had a pretty uh, bad record against that tablet. Unfortunately, I think I you know I forgot the password and I couldn't log in. So those things can be frustrating as <laughs> as, as we realize with time. So. Unfortunately, a tablet just happens to get in the way. And obviously, that's the reason why things weren't going great yesterday. So I had to take it out on the poor, meaningless tablet.
0: Now, you had the left-handed approach last time. This one, that one was sitting down. This time, you stood up and <laughs> threw it with your right hand. Is is there a method to this
1: madness? You know, I'm trying to make sure I don't throw my arm out when I throw it. But I was pretty pissed yesterday. So until I get it right, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. And obviously, with reputation being the key to success, You know, I got to get the perfect tablet slam, which I haven't got yet. So tune in next week to see if it happens.
0: That tablet gone on the IR? (laughs) A lot of your team's on the IR with these injuries. That tablet's (laughs) joining them.
1: (laughs) Or did the tablet bounce back? Is it usable? (laughs) (laughs) That tablet's out of commission. That will never come back to life.
0: Taking this to a more serious note for a moment. We saw you screaming. You know, it's pretty serious when you're out there. And we'll talk about the fight. And so forth that ensued yeah, but you were screaming at your teammates, what was the problem
1: well we we were just not executing very well, and I think that it's been something that's come up with the Saints now the last you know in the four regular season games against them we just have we have not found a way to get out, get out of our own way there's too many unforced errors there's too many plays where you know we have the opportunity to do the right thing and make the play, and we just don't you know missing passes, not coming up with Balls that we're capable of, you know, missing things that we just shouldn't miss. And I think those things come to a head. And, you know, we're out there fighting and there's a lot on the line for all of us. And physically, it's a challenge. It's a battle out there, and especially against good teams. So, you know, we didn't score any points in the first half. That's that's exhausting. It's not going to be good enough to beat anybody. So I think the sense of urgency is very important. Um, and at the same time, remaining poised is really important too, which I didn't do a very good job of that yesterday, and I've got to be Really mindful of that going forward and getting my emotions in a good place. So it allows me to be the best player I can be. I think there's an importance where you can become too overly emotional, which I definitely think I was yesterday. And I've got to find a better place to be at so I can be a better place for my teammates.
0: What causes that emotion to trigger? Because we've talked about a lot in the past, you know, you're tormented to a certain degree. you said you're crazy because you want to achieve perfection what sets you over the edge
1: it's a good question and I think that I have this um, expectation of performance for all of us and I know how good we can do it I know the caliber and the quality of player that we have which allows us to be successful and we've we've been that and I just think there's a there's a very high standard that we've all set and I think there's a part of us where we all feel like we're capable of making every play. And that's not the reality of football. It's really not the reality of sports. Even in boxing, There was a great boxing match the other day. It's not like Canelo won every single round. You know, In the end, you've got to be very satisfied with the victory. And I think part of that's a challenge. You become an older athlete. You know, you, the frustration of not being perfect builds up where you know, normally when you're a younger player, you just feel like winning's good enough. And I think as you get older and you have a, a degree of success, you think perfection is what it should be. And unfortunately, that's not the reality. And I've talked to you about that in the past about being tormented by that aspect. And I think that reflection and you get, you know, as things calm down and you get to the evaluation of the film and you get to the evaluation of how the game really went, you do see a lot of the good things that happen. Our line did a great job yesterday. We had people step into the game that have not played at all for us. And they they went in and did a great job. Our line did great. Leonard Fournette continues to have a great year. We had a lot of receivers come in that did some great things. So a lot of the things that I guess in the emotional aspect of the game that you feel this real frustration with when you have time to let the emotions calm down and die down, you realize, wow, we did a lot of really positive things as well. And I think you can learn from that, and it could help you build a lot of confidence going forward.
0: You mentioned Canelo. We're going to talk about the fight that went on on the field between the Bucks and the Saints, and we're going to get to all of that here. would like to remind everybody that our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own, and after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA. Well, talk about taking care of their own. Mike Evans felt that you were being picked on, and he came to your aid. He said, you know what? I'm going to protect Tom Brady. What then ensues is a a whole rumble and a pushing incident with Lattimore. They've gone at it in the past. Before we talk about Evans' suspension, from your perspective, can you tell us what was going on with the jawing that led to to him being dismissed from the game uh, as well as uh, Lattimore?
1: Well, it was – an emotional game against a team that we have a tough time with. And I think everyone prior to the game felt very intense. The game was intense. It was a hard hitting game. And, um, you know, Mike and Marshawn, you know, they've had their own battles over the years. And, And look, I think just sometimes the emotions get the best of us. And I love Mike. And the fact that Mike would come out there to defend me, I mean, it means everything in the world to me as a teammate and a friend. And Mike knows how I feel about him. So, in the end, emotions are a part of sports. Sometimes they boil over, and they obviously did yesterday, and it's a unfortunate circumstance. I don't think it deserved any type of suspension. Um, I think that's ridiculous. You know, hopefully we can move past it, get to a better place. And, you know, in the end, I appreciate Mike having my back. I know he'll learn from it, and he knows that we all have his back.
0: Do you think he should appeal this suspension? And why do you think something, when we see everything that goes on in the National Football League on the field, if we take this back, the guy throws a punch at Fournette, which sets all of this off. Now the aftermath is much like in the NBA when you come off the bench and you deliver a, a blow or a push. You know the aftermath is what causes the suspensions. But but what about just the fact that what we see in the NFL is so egregious, and then something like this, you know, takes one of the best players out of the next game.
1: I think that there's a lot of things that happen over the course of the game that become emotional. Obviously, if I didn't run down there you know to argue with the call that it could not have happened you know if things weren't said back and forth between both teams it could have been avoided if you know someone from the saints didn't do something it could have been avoided if mike didn't do it could have been avoided there's a lot of things that go into it and there's a lot of things at fault so i don't think mike should be the one to be blamed and singled out you know unfortunately he has been and that's just the reality of life in the nfl
0: broader spectrum here tom what happens in a football fight? Everybody's got their helmets on. Nothing good can really happen with guys. Uh, and by the way, who's going to hurt one another? It's 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 almost impossible with all this equipment. Why would you even consider having a fight in a
1: football game? I know. I think that there's you know there's a lot of tough guys out there. There's a lot of people that are very fired up with a lot of testosterone. These guys are fighting all day. You know, under the guise of doing your job and doing your technique, whether you're fighting with the defensive back at the line of scrimmage to get into the route, whether you're a defensive alignment fighting with the offensive lineman to get to the quarterback, there's a lot of physical contact that goes on. And it's just another part of the game. So, you know, 20 years ago, would that have been a big deal? Probably not. But the world has changed a lot. And I think people, you know, this is part of this is part of what sports are.
0: It's almost impossible to be a defensive player, isn't it? they make tackles and sacks and then flags come in after a great play uh, because in the act of going down, the quarterback gets hit, you know, in the shoulder pad or in the side of his neck or whatever.
1: And it's, it's almost impossible, isn't it? I think it's a challenge, obviously, for defensive players. And I've said this for a long time. You know, I think that, you know, there's a way to play the game and, and obviously there's a way not to. And I think that, you know, a lot of the things that have come up over the years with player safety and everyone wants the game to be as safe as possible. And at the same time, you know what again i spoke this before but like the onus of protecting someone on the field now is going to your opponent as opposed to your teammate you know mike came out to protect me you know i think everyone could understand that you know i don't think a defensive player should try to be protecting an offensive player or vice versa you know, i think you should always play within the rules but at the same time you know you've got to take care of your teammates for example as a quarterback I learned early in my career where to throw the ball and where not to throw the ball based on a certain coverage. If you threw the ball into where the defender was, the defender was going to have a free shot at your receiver. Now quarterbacks and I watched, you know, last week, you know, quarterbacks are throwing the ball basically anywhere the defensive player is right there to hit the hit the receiver as he catches the ball, they throw a flag on the defensive player. So I do believe A lot of it is really bad, you know, quarterbacks understanding that they shouldn't be throwing the ball to places that they're throwing the ball, but no one's teaching them those things either. So there's a lot of things that have changed over the years. And I think that's one thing that's really significant to what pro football is now. And I think that uh, it's there's always going to be lots of flags now because, you know, defensive players and offensive players, you know, there's split second things that are happening that are now changing outcomes of games. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No one wants to see anyone get hurt. No one wants injuries. Nobody wants those things in sports. Nobody wants an opponent to get injured significantly. You want to go out there and you want to play. You want to play hard. And at the same time, your job is to go out there and play a physical sport in a very physical way. And a lot of it is has to, should be about protecting yourself and protecting your teammates. So that's where I've always felt like the discipline of the sport really mattered. How do I protect my teammates? If I'm a quarterback, I never want to see my receivers get hit. So I can't throw the ball where in places where I know they're gonna get hit. And if I do that, the receivers are gonna be the ones that take the punishment. Now the basically quarterbacks can throw it anywhere. If a defensive player hits them, you know, you know, in a boom boom contact play, they throw the flag on the defender. It ends up being a positive play for the offense, which it used to be a negative play for the offense. So and, that's and just the referee, the, game,
0: the referee the referees are bailing out the poor quarterback play.
1: Yeah, it's not their fault because that's how it's being regulated from the league, though, you know? know, Well, they're calling it a safety issue. So in the end, what they're calling a safety issue ends up being a quarterbacking issue. And I Mm -hmm. hope now that I'm in the prime of my career, it's being noticed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the most substantial thing to come out of that is the prime. That'll be discussed and debated now.
1: (laughs) Maybe well done. Maybe well done. (laughs) Hopefully not medium rare anymore. I'm well done.
0: (laughs) Prime. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. Did you ever think you'd have David Tyree as a teammate? Yes, I love having David Tyree as my teammate. How much things have changed over the years. And with that, let's remind everybody our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC, and we won't keep the audience in the dark, a different David Tyree, but nonetheless, David Tyree, one of the top executives at Bank of America, and we are grateful to him and all of the associates there for sponsoring our program. Something I thought I'd never say. Tyree and (laughs) Brady together. (laughs) Neither did I. Well done. (laughs) Stay with us. So much more to come right here on Let's Go on SiriusXM. Hi, this is Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow podcast. Now that the NFL season is finally underway, we'll be filling your podcast feeds with three, yes, three fantastic podcasts every week. On Mondays, we'll be reacting to all of the action from the weekend's games. Wednesdays are for a deeper dive into one specific topic. And Fridays, will give you a bite-sized episode with all of my various fantasy football thoughts. You can listen to all of these NFL Roadshow episodes on the SXM app or wherever you stream your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Make your engagement truly unforgettable by custom designing your dream ring with K. Book an appointment with the jewelry expert at K.com or visit your local store and celebrate every kiss with (laughs) K. I think my jingle (laughs) is a little better. Well, go ahead and sing it for us, Tom. Every kiss uh...
1: begins with K. (laughs) What do you do with your seven rings? Do you ever look at them? (laughs) As a matter of fact, I actually had them with me this morning, and I gave them to a friend of mine, and they're bringing them over to the Middle East for the World Cup to put them on display, so I thought that was pretty cool. There's a cool museum, and I thought that people, when they head over to the World Cup on Fox in December, they'll get a good look at them at one of the uh, sports museums in the middle of Qatar. Well,
0: that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And then you're, cool. and then you're, are they staying there permanently? No, they're just staying in the museum. They're a lot of tourists and visitors from all over the world. So I thought it would be a cool thing to be able to have people see kind of what American football looks like and what a Super Bowl championship ring looks like. So it, it might be cool for people to check it out. So if anybody heads over there, check out one of the great sports museums over there and you'll see some cool rings. And of course the best ring is the next one.
0: All right, Tom. So tell me about what's going on on Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesday's a day off now for you?
1: The fact that I've worked weekends for the last 23 years, I do deserve one day off a week. So I think maybe, (laughs) I don't know if it's Wednesdays, but I get Tuesdays off. That's probably good enough for me.
0: Guy who's had a little bit of time off because he's rehabilitating one of the best receivers in the National Football League, Odell Beckham Jr. You met with him on the field yesterday. He was down uh, at the game to see the Saints and the Bucks play. And you guys have a great relationship. What did you guys discuss?
1: You know, it was great to see him. I've known him a long time. You know, he's a Super Bowl champion, and everyone saw kind of what he put on the line last year. So, so proud of him. I know he's gone through a lot of rehab this off season with his knee, and I know that, you know, he's itching to get back to football. And he was there with one of my favorite UFC fighters, too. So, it was good to see both of them in Odell's home state. So, always good to see him.
0: All right, so can we clean up a few things in our remaining time?
1: <laughs> you get me to agree before I know the context of what you're asking. So I've been down this road before. The reality is, is let's see what you got to come up with, and I'll see if I want to answer. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, God, not this again. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about Ryan. And I love Ryan, but somehow he's got it out for me. And I actually talked to Ryan Griffin, who's one of our quarterbacks. He said, Ryan's all, always all over you. I don't know why. So I don't know why Ryan is. Maybe Ryan and I need to have a talk. You know, Ryan's a hell of a guy, too, and I've competed against him. I mean, he's a Harvard guy. Now he looks like he's part homeless, and now he's on TV doing what my future job's going to be. So I think Ryan's got a good thing going. I'm not sure why he needs to, you know, think that I'm after him or something like that. Is he the MF? Was he the guy
0: you want to <laughs> you you finally come out and say that it was or wasn't him?
1: You know, Scratchy, I like to keep him guessing. And unfortunately, with this coming out, I'd have to tell him it wasn't him.
0: Wow. Okay. So now it could be 31 others. <laughs> Let the guessing games begin. <laughs> I think since we have like 24 shows left in this
1: season before oh, we now, get to
0: next year, yeah. can we kind of just eliminate one at a time each week?
1: You know what? Sometimes I'm a little facetious. Sometimes people take me a little a little too literally. And I think my guy Maverick, he actually gave me some tequila before that show when I was on the shop. So I was a little more... I spoke a little more liberally than probably I normally would have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, at least it's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. You've just ruined all of his material in his brand new job. I mean, what's he going to be able to talk about now since
1: it's not him? I'm going to have to make him work a little bit harder. He, like I said, he's a Harvard guy. He shouldn't be too hard with that. That should be, he, he should find plenty of other things to talk about.
0: All right, Tom, as we turn this back to a more serious note, uh, Trey Lance, unfortunately, breaks his ankle. And And yeah. uh, – isn't able to play. Now he's going to be out for the season. And Jimmy Garoppolo, your former backup who came in, did well with you and the Patriots. Uh, went on and had some success with the 49ers. They try and push him out. Don't find a receptive trading mate. And now he's back and going to be starting.
1: Did well yesterday.
0: What what are your thoughts on this circumstance?
1: You know, it's, it's amazing. And, and um, obviously very sorry for Trey. And I've, followed that all off season with Jimmy, you know, kind of in his rehab. And I've known Jimmy so well. I've known Jimmy since he was a rookie and Jimmy and I have been friends a long time and just seeing him, how he's handled kind of his own adversity, I think is really going to prepare him for what's ahead. It's interesting in the NFL, you know, when one door closes, you know, I think another one opens and I think Jimmy and everyone was set on him being somewhere else. And the reality is they found a place where they could agree on something that worked. For both parties, and sure enough, the first game at it, Jimmy's out there playing with Trey getting injured. And as tough as it is for Trey to get injured, you know Jimmy steps in there and does a great job. So I think everyone is probably pretty happy with how things turned out from Jimmy's standpoint. Obviously, not with Trey and the injury, but things have a crazy way of working out, and uh, you never know when that opportunity is going to come. You never know how things are going to unfold. All you know is that they won't be the way that you think they'll unfold. The NFL is very challenging. It has a lot of obstacles. There are a lot of different paths forward. There are a lot of different detours that are taken. And that was a very significant one that happened that we can all learn from, that you never know when that opportunity is going to present itself. And when you get it, you got to go out and take advantage of it. So I was really happy for Jimmy to go in there and do a great job yesterday. And
0: we talk about injuries. Uh, you and in your game were holding your hand and pulling on your finger. Your finger, all right, on your ring finger. Your throwing hand.
1: Yeah, just uh, you know, banged it up pretty good, but you know, it didn't affect me at all in the game. Just going to be sore throughout the week. But you know, one of those bumps and bruises that come along with playing, and you know, different things. And you get hit, and you get kicked, and you get need, and uh, all these things come up. And it's demolition derby out there. It's who can recover fast enough in order to put yourself in a position to practice, prepare and then go play well the next week. So, it's a lot of bumps and bruises to take care of over the course of a season and I'm dealing with it, my teammates are dealing with it, every player in the league's dealing with it at this point.
0: Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Our program is brought to you by Mastros. Indulge in the finest steaks, superior seafood and melt-in-your-mouth butter cake all while immersed in an extravagant setting. <clears throat> Visit mastros.com for reservations now and Tom Brady, senior, we talk about it a lot. His new card just arrived, so he's going to get a FedEx this week unless you confiscate it.
1: <laughs> no, it is. I <laughs> love that he loves it.
0: Tom, couple things here. Uh, you got a big game with Green Bay. You drink a lot of water. Yeah. Um, do you like water? I don't know anybody <laughs> that likes water. <laughs>
1: Well, I do. I believe we should all like water. And the planet likes water. So Mother Nature likes water. Everything on this planet should love water because that is the essence of life. So, yes, I am a huge fan of it, as I profess to be, and I believe everyone else should be as well. What's wrong with your taste buds? What (laughs) calls you to crave water? My body needs it. I got to get out there and play hard, and I'm in 90-degree heat in Tampa. When you start getting dehydrated and you can't think straight, you better get hydrated. So that serves – it's served me very well over a long period of time.
0: Okay, let's take away the health aspect of this. If you could drink
1: anything all day, what would you drink? I'd drink drink a milkshake if you're taking away the health aspect. (laughs) But I'd be a 270-pound lineman if that's all I drank, and it wouldn't look very good on (laughs) me. So. I, I'm going to stick with water. Green Bay's
0: coming. And now you're going to yeah. be presumably without Mike Evans. Your offensive line is very beaten up. Um, are you going to get some of these guys back? Perhaps uh, Chris Godwin, uh, perhaps Julio Jones. And what about in week three, uh, going up against the
1: Packers and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, it's a tough game. It's a big challenge. Um, I got a lot of studying on the plane last night. Uh, it's a new defense coordinator since the last time we played them and they have some really talented players on defense, really physical up front, some great edge rushers. Rashawn Gary is a former Michigan guy that I love and he's a great player, rushes the quarterback so well. They have really athletic linebackers. First round pick this year and then guys in the secondary, Jair Alexander is one of the great young corners in the game. I think one of the highest paid guys in the game too. So they're good at the secondary, they're very good at linebacker. They get a lot of pass rush. They have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, in Aaron leading them. And they played great last night. So I watched a lot of that game. We got a big challenge ahead of us. And it's always exciting to go up against the good teams. And I feel like we faced two good teams earlier in the year that we started with. We're facing a third one now. And we've got to rise to the challenge. And we're playing at home for the first time. It's our home opener. I'm excited to be out there in front of our home crowd but it's gonna take better football and offense than what we played and we gotta start playing the way that we're capable and I've gotta start doing a better job and it starts this week. And that's all we got ahead of us is this week and it's gonna be a hell of a game and I can't wait to get out there.
0: And if you don't have some of these folks back, Tom, how how do you figure it out so quickly, you know, on the fly with folks who are totally unfamiliar to you and, and, and your other teammates?
1: Well, a lot of these guys I've played with, so it's not completely unfamiliar. I do think there's learning curves with everybody, and there's growth, and over the course of the year, it gets better and better. But um, look, we're three games in. You know, we're going into our third game. We're we're not a finished product, as we've said before. One of my other trademark saying, it's not going to say trademark because I learned it from someone else—but football season starts after Thanksgiving. We're not even close to that. We're not even close to the team that we want to become. It's going to take a lot of practice, a lot of hard work, a lot of meetings, a lot of commitment. And that's the reality of NFL football. We're going to keep working hard until there's no more games left. And, uh, you know, in week three, are we at where we want to be? No. If we're going to work hard to get there. That's right. We're going to work our ass off to get there.
0: Tom, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you next Monday night.
1: All right. I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
0: That's Tom Brady, and any athlete's going to tell you it helps to work with an expert. That's why we work with Brady. But for buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states, and the District of Columbia. Let's Go, presented by Hertz. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, production assistance by Harris Fabishoff, and to our sponsors, Hertz, USAA, Bank of America, K-Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, and Mastro's. Let's Go podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Serious XM Podcasts.